Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, October 26th, 5.53 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up two and a quarter at 688 and a half. January soybeans up nine and three quarters at 14.02. December Chicago wheat up four and three quarters at 839 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up four and a quarter at 938 and three quarters. December spring wheat up five and three quarters at 958. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews, very much welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, thank you guys. We hit 7,000 subscribers yesterday. That was one of my goals. So thank you. If you have not subscribed to the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button. Leave me a comment. If you've got crop updates, basis updates, any opinion on anything that I say here, drop them in the comments. Those things really help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. If you'd like some additional information from me, guys, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight overnight headline uh, you need to be aware of charts graphics weather information all of my grain marketing recommendations my daily subscriber only videos are part of this deal yesterday i did a rundown of corn and soybean basis kind of from a national level uh talked about the differences drastic differences in uh, cash markets from one area to the next and talked about grain marketing uh, as it relates to this if you guys are interested in this sort of content new stuff every day sign up today 50 bucks a month cancel at any time no other fee no other obligation Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. ADM had its earnings report out yesterday for the third quarter, record profits in the third quarter for uh, ADM. The company's CEO had some comments that provided some insights into our markets, I think, interesting stuff. Reuters did a really nice job of reporting on this. Uh, one thing that he said was this, strong crush margins will more than offset the negative impact of lower U.S. soybean exports due to river issues. So he's kind of optimistic regarding soybean demand. He thinks we'll crush more beans and offset uh, demand lost via river issues. That probably is not a comfort to you guys in some of these river areas where your basis has collapsed, but uh, he's optimistic. He also said this, Low river levels will cut U.S. soybean export volumes, no surprise there, but will extend the corn export window into the first quarter of 2023. I guess that's a positive. Uh, he said China's uh, corn export deal with Brazil is nothing more than just risk management in order to expand import options amid tight global supplies. So China made this deal with Brazil and they might import some more corn from Brazil, which concerns some people in the United States regarding Chinese demand for U.S. corn. Um, ADM CEO kind of downplaying that idea, says this is just a risk management deal from China. He also said this. There is nothing significant that could derail extending the Ukraine grain export deal. Um, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with ADM's CEO there. I'm sure he's much smarter than me. But in any case, no, I think there's like a million things that could derail that deal. That's what he said. So generally, uh, like positive, friendly stuff in regard to the markets from ADM CEO, which I guess is a positive. Uh, they made a ton of money in the third quarter. We saw some rains in some of these areas of the Mississippi River Valley, other tributary areas that did help to uh, increase 
or uh, raise water levels just slightly. I'll show you a map here in a, or a chart here in a second. But uh, Missouri, this Missouri-Illinois border area, Iowa-Illinois border caught some rain. Some of these tributary areas here, um, Ohio River Valley caught not a ton of rain, but some rain. Uh, so this is good. The river levels came up just a little bit. So they've risen at Memphis about a foot and a half from the record low that was recorded last week. Now, the National Weather Service, and I know that this chart on my screen here is maybe kind of blurry, but the National Weather Service projects that they're going to go right back down and that they're going to stay very low. Um, that's just a projection. I don't know if that's reality or not, but there has been some improvement there. There is still some rain on the radar here this morning, uh, western Indiana, Michigan, areas further east with some rain. Over the next seven days, these areas of the Delta may see some more rain, so maybe sl some slight river improvement. You'd really like to see it further north. Um, but in any case, uh, some more rain for uh, these Delta areas, uh, notably dry areas, still like a lot of Kansas, super dry. I mean, drought stricken for months up into Nebraska, Colorado, South Dakota. Those places could use some rain. Really, everybody could use some rain. I know that we're trying to get harvest wrapped up, but uh, the, the country, you know, bleeding into the Corn Belt now is becoming just incredibly dry. I kind of debated talking about uh, if I should talk about this next story, but I think it matters. I mean, this Russia-Ukraine thing, you've got to argue, is is probably the biggest thing that's happened in our grain markets this year. So I'll talk about this. Earlier this week, 30 House Democrats sent a letter to the White House urging the Biden administration to push for diplomacy or a peaceful end to the Russia-Ukraine situation, despite Russia's engagement in war crimes and additional military escalation in Ukraine. Uh, this group, which was mostly progressives, quickly retracted the letter following an enormous backlash from other Democrats. This is a letter that was drafted several months ago. It had not been seen by a lot of uh, Democratic Party members prior to the release. So they sent this letter calling for diplomacy and a peaceful end to the situation and then quickly retracted it because there was so much backlash. It's very clear to me that nobody in power in Washington wants to see a diplomatic solution in the Black Sea, which leaves a lot of people asking, and my, myself, I, this is the question I would ask, how exactly does this war end? Are we just going to send an unlimited flow of weapons and U.S. dollars from the U.S. to Ukraine? Is there any plan outside of that? Because I haven't heard one. Uh, behind closed doors, like two weeks ago, Biden told a, a group of, of what I'd call elites or donors that uh, were like essentially in the nuclear missile crisis and that were like two steps from Armageddon. He didn't say that publicly. He should say that publicly if that's what he really thinks. But in any case, I mean, on both sides of the aisle, you're not seeing any sort of call for a diplomatic solution uh, for peace. I understand Putin's bad. He's a war criminal. Ukraine's good. I get all of that. But what's the end game here? Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody in our government has has mentioned anything that could result in an end to this war, which is what I think we'd like to ultimately see. And no, that's not like pro-Russia. That's just reality. I mean, I'd rather not be in a, in a Cuban missile crisis, nuclear threat type situation, which it looks like we're in right now. I mean, Biden said it himself. So this is uh, just absolutely terrifying that nobody in our government wants to see a peaceful resolution here. That's my two cents on the situation anyways. Uh, the U.S. stock market closed higher for a third consecutive day yesterday. The Dow was up 340. The S&P was up about 1.6%. Uh, one analyst said this, the market is doubling down on expectations of an easier Fed. Uh, some believe that the Fed could slow the pace of these rate hikes in December. They're going to hike by three quarters of a point next week in all likelihood. But uh, after that, there's some question. Could they go down to half point hikes? Maybe. Uh, another analyst said this, I think we're finally getting to the place where the market has priced in the right amount of Fed tightening. Once you do that, the uncertainty in the market falls and we could see higher prices. 
So the S&P is up like 7.5% on the month so far. It's still 20% removed from the all-time high that was posted in early January. Uh, this may just be a bear market rally. Maybe maybe that was the low. I don't know. A lot of it's going to have to do with forthcoming inflation data, uh, what the Fed decides to do with rates, uh, those sort of things. Cattle market was mostly lower yesterday. Cash cattle mostly unestablished this week. Um, in the outside markets, we've got the U.S. dollar lower. Uh, the S&P is down 25. The Dow's down 20 points. Pretty quiet. Bonds up a little bit. Gold's up 15 bucks. Crude oil up 32 cents in the December WTI at 85.69 last trade. Last trade. Have a great day, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.